Eyebrow bones. Eyebrow bones. Eye bones. He's called. <laughs> What's this called? What are the tiny it's bones bone. inside my eyebrows called? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, nine one one. What are the tiny bones inside my eyebrows called? I got drunk, and to impress a girl, I swallowed a bunch of Scrabble tiles. My next trip to the bathroom could spell disaster. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And sup, dicks, my name's John. A new a new mini-episode from Behind the Paywall. We just have to construct a paywall and also make these episodes a lot shorter to make a minis. Give us $5 a month Patreon. Minis. And together we're Henry and John coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. John, what the fuck was that? <laughs> well, it's re- it's a really popular thing for podcasts to do now where they'll construct some kind of paywall. I don't know, 100% know what that is, but I think it has something to do with this website called Patreon or OnlyFans, one of the two. And people pay them money and then they get like a secret RSS feed or something. I don't know if they still use RSS feeds. But you get to download mini episodes. So the content creators get to put in a minimal amount of extra work but get paid for it. Okay. So that sounds pretty sweet. Is that something that you want to explore and we should discuss off air? No, I think if we did it, we'd get maybe 15 bucks. Not even. Yeah. And how much of that money would be like our money coming (laughs) back to us? Probably not insignificant amount. But think about it. The minis. I'll think about it. We could record a mini. I don't know what that means. A mini. It's a tiny episode. John, our episodes are are an hour plus because we can't contain ourselves. If we put it on the paywall, we can discuss what we really feel like our <laughs> hatred of certain people oh my god what no in the public sphere not like races or whatever. oh you mean like how i hate shia labeouf yeah like your hatred of shia labeouf or my hatred for uh you know who do i hate oh pete Buttigieg. <laughs> I'm fully expecting you to bleep the people we hate because we are not behind the paywall. Then people will go behind the paywall to find out who we hate. Mini, mini hate cast. We have to create some intrigue, so you gotta bleep those names. Yeah. So that people don't know, or else they get... They get the the pie for free. They you don't want people to get the pie for free. Listen, subscribe now to the paywall, and you will get one mini hate cast. Fifteen minutes of us just talking about people we hate uh, and peoples we hate, and then episode number two, five hour supplemental reading of uncut gems featuring Adam Sandler as a guest. And, and here's the thing: we really need to see support for this paywall. So. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, grassroots campaign. We need a little hashtag. I don't know, something like hashtag build that wall. <laughs> yeah. In, in context of the paywall. So hashtag build that wall. 
Uh, just get that trending, and we'll yeah. know that you will support us on Patreon. And uh, episode one, people we hate. Episode two, five-hour-long supplemental reading of Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler, and guest starring one of us, maybe both. I don't know. Yeah, he, he hasn't let us know if he's 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 gonna allow us on yet. I just I don't think that build the wall is a hashtag yet. So probably when I log back onto Twitter after this episode's published. I can, I'll just assume that every instance of build that wall that I see listed on my Twitter feed is going to be support and I'll take it as such. Yes. That, all right. That, that sounds like a good game plan. I'm glad we pulled the curtain aside or I guess the paywall aside. Yeah. The future paywall, mm-hmm. uh, to discuss that, discuss this on air. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we did yeah. too. It's, it's important to talk about these things in front. We said uh, zero credits was going to be a total transparency podcast, other than the things that we've decided not to talk about on the air. Yeah, like all those times we censored that one joke I have about Batman versus <laughs> Superman: Dawn of Justice. Oh, if you go through the paywall, you'll hear the full joke and how much Henry wants to. Ahaha! Uh, you almost had you almost me. got it. You, you almost, almost got you almost it. got it to give me grease my palm with silver. Give me some slimy cabbage. Toss a coin to your paywall. <laughs> Toss a, a coin. A penny. Toss a coin to your caster. <laughs> John, I don't know if you know this about me. It's a little secret I've been uh, telling anyone who's ever talked to me. I am three weeks sober. Sober October, baby. No, what, what would you, why would you wish that on anybody? So I have been downing this, we have gone through, I have gone through in two weeks, John. John, I have gone through two 20 case packs of Coke Zero. Wait, 20 cases? No. So two pallets with 20 cases of Coke Zero. No, 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 sorry, that was misleading. Uh, I've drank 40 Coke Zeros in two weeks. That seems about right. I I have a similar fizzy beverage problem, but I've switched to HEB brand Coconut LaCroix. Interesting. Uh, but Coke Zero is also delicious. Yeah, so I'm going to be down in some of those during this episode just to keep me afloat. I am not doing Dry January, but I am drinking water uh, for really no reason. I just drank a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> I just drank a lot recently, and I mean five minutes ago. I did just uh, shotgun a large Baja Blast in the car for, uh, you know, that podcast energy. You know what they say about podcast energy? No. Oh, man. You don't know what they say about podcast energy? I don't know what they say about podcast energy. Holy shit. <laughs> Is this a bit? You don't know? I don't know what they say about podcast energy. They say it's only real when it's behind a wheel. <laughs> oh, is this a segue into an unfortunately promised piece of content? Last week, we promised that uh, John and I here would watch an episode of uh, Fast and Furious Spy Racers. You gotta remember that Fast and Furious part, because if you type in just Spy Racer, things don't happen for you. You gotta remember the Fast and Furious part. Yeah, that has not reached a level of, of cultural uh, saturation that your Spy Kids has. Yeah, I, I typed in just like SPY, and it was Spy Kids, and Totally Spies, and more Spy Kids, and I was like... Give me my spy racers. Where are my spy racers? I want my spy racers. Or if you're me trying to send a text message to you about it, soy racists. Yes. 
So we watched the first, the pilot episode. Of, Can you call it a pilot? We watched the first episode of uh, Fast and Furious Spy Racers. And boy, howdy, let me tell you, I've got some thoughts. I, I too have some thoughts. Now, of course, this, much like any other supplemental reading, we will spoil. This is in, in, in full a supplemental reading mini. Yeah. It's a mini supplemental reading, un- uncovered from the paywall. Yes, unearthed, unearthed, like ki- like the like that like that like that sarcophagus with the juice in it. <laughs> you remember when people? <laughs> hold on. Do you remember when people wanted to drink the sarcophagus juice? What are you talking about? It was a sarcophagus full of juice. When? <laughs> Like a year ago. Like a year ago, there was a juice sarcophagus. I, I missed this. The internet made a petition to try to get someone to drink the sarcophagus juice. That sounds like a bad idea. Anyway, on that Earth. That sounds like a real Dark Universe <laughs> mummy scenario. On Earth, like that Joycey sarcophagus, we now wow. have Fast and Furious Spy Racer Supplemental Reading Episode 1. We will spoil everything that happened in this episode. We'll talk about how important it is to the Zeitgeist. All the typical horse shit we talk about during a supplemental reading within an episode. Okay, we're not going to spend that much time on this. I beg to differ. I don't think there's that much to talk about, John. Well, I've got two layers of critique for the first episode of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. And one is what I like to call my material critique. Okay, what's that? My material critique is the critique... Of it as a a storytelling platform, as a as a self-contained story, uh, and how well it's done as a piece of art. And then, of course, I have my metaphysical critique, and my metaphysical critique is is more in line with how this places in the Fast and Furious universe, not just as part of the fiction, but also how it fits into the the philosophy, into the ghost of the Fast and Furious universe, how it how it shapes. Uh, our perceptions of the of the facue. We have 15 minutes starting now. I'm actually going to set a timer for this. Okay. Well, I, I said starting now. It'll start when the timer starts. Once I remember how to pull up the timer function on my phone. 15 minutes starting now. So what'd you think of it? I thought it was absolute hot garbage. I really didn't like it. Uh, it was bad. Material critique. It had a lot of the problems that I think... Uh, I'll try not to speak too fast for the listeners. Uh, but it had a lot of the problems that uh, a lot of your kind of latter-day children's cartoons have. In that they have this kind of winky, Joss Whedon-ish humor that's semi-serious, semi-sarcastic that permeates throughout. There's a weird thing that I noticed, and, and I watched this with my wife, and she picked up on it too. It's just, uh, the writing is bad from the kids. Like, yeah. Whoever did the writing doesn't know how kids talk. And didn't try hard. There's an exchange between one Mitch and one Echo. And Mitch says, the road king is here. And Echo says, more like king butt. Incredible. More like king butt. And Mitch responds, there's always room for a queen in here. Queen butt. Queen butt. Yeah. There's a disconnect Mm. between the characters there. And also... I don't think anyone, I don't know how old they're supposed to be. One, they can drive cars. So, yeah. 18 plus. Yes. 
And and two, an eighteen year old doesn't retort or res- respond to something by saying more like King Butt. I also believe they have said one of the characters, Frosty, is not old enough to drive. For- I believe that's true. Uh, the writing is terrible. Also, the show looks bad. Uh, and is is generally for this first episode unenjoyable. There's a lot of just loud stuff. <coughs> exactly. Just some loud things. <laughs> it's like every character is yelling all the time. We get introduced to this Mrs. Nowhere, and there's a really dumb bit about her name, but it's like anyone who's... And I guess I can't walk in with that knowledge of anyone who's watched Fast and Furious is, is familiar with this naming convention. So I guess, oh, this is a joke maybe for a fresh audience. Now, it's funny that you say joke because my feeling throughout, and also the, the Mrs. Nowhere thing is is impeccably stupid. Uh, what is it? Mr. Nobody? Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Kurt Nothing, Russell. nowhere, nobody. I get it. Uh, however... The feeling that I got while watching it is it didn't feel like something that was being provided to me as a fan of the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah. And I get that it's aimed for children, but I felt, as someone who loved this universe, that it was a joke at my expense. Yeah. it's like irritated me. Fuck you for knowing stuff about the Fast and Furious world building, which is tenuous at best. And But the, well, you're flying in the face of the knowledge that has come before. And I get this as a spinoff and it's aimed for kids, even though inexplicably there's, they're 18, right? How, how old do you have to be to drive without a parent in the car? 16. That, isn't that when you get your learner's? You can get your learner's permit at 15, but 16 is when you get a legit driver's license. All right, so they're 16 to 18, let's, let's say. Yeah. They're already driving like they've driven for years. There's a point... When Echo does the the slide under a truck maneuver. And it's just like, okay, is there a school for drivers? Oh, it's it's absolutely Beyblade Academy. It's Yeah. These kids went to the car version of whatever the Beyblade kids went to. But also, can we step back from our critiques of it as art and say, number one, the the principal protagonist of this is one Tony Toretto. Tony Toretto. Cousin to Dominic Toretto. Which, okay. Uh, and it... So Tony Toretto never before mentioned... Uh, it, is, it is also heavily implied that Dominic Toretto... Let's just talk about Dom. It is implied heavily multiple times by Mrs. Nowhere that Dominic Toretto is capable of and likely to order their deaths. Yes. Which is a new character development for <laughs> Dominic Toretto I wasn't aware of. I knew that he had within his... Heart the ability to kill, but I did not know that he had the the power to order the deaths of people. Usually, when Dominic Toretto works with this secret government agency, it, he usually has little to no choice. Yeah, they usually coerce him into helping. But this time around, it seems like he's the one doing the coercing. He he got <laughs> intentionally kidnapped, which. Can we talk about the way that Dominic Toretto is animated? Because uh, I, I was about to say, I have one one huge problem with the show, and it's this. Yes, his his face without something is wrong about the way that they've animated Vin Diesel. 
I, I highly recommend that anyone watching this watch at least the first episode of the show and watch them all if you want to follow along. Uh, but they animate his face in such a way that it is constantly moving and shifting, particularly his eyebrows going up much higher and arching to a much greater degree than a normal human's would, and even more so than one would imagine the constraints of these animated characters' faces would. But that is juxtaposed with the fact that his head, mouth, and body movements are paced with a disturbing placidity. Yes. He moves very slowly. It's frightening. He's like a shark crossed with a sloth. He's always showing a ton of teeth, but moving in slow motion. I have no idea why they made that choice. And the weird thing is, he is the only one animated in this manner, so that in any scene he is in, he stands out as like, wait... He doesn't belong in this world. <laughs> and the 3D model of Dom Toretto looks to be of significantly lower quality than every... He looks like he's from Second Life. <laughs> he, he, I, I, kept, I kept saying this, and it's not quite what I mean, but, like, his face looks flat. Yeah. Where everyone else has, like, three dimensions to their face, his looks pasted on and, like... Stretched over a weird mannequin head. Yeah, he seems like a real, uh, he, he seems like a real last minute addition, which is kind of, uh, worrisome considering that he is a main character from the Fast and Furious cinematic universe. He is also one of the only actual links to the Fast and Furious universe other than they're in cars sometimes. Also, we're introduced to our primary antagonist whose name was, like, Sasha Doll or something. Oh, I, I immediately forgot it because, I don't... Like, th it opens up on a motorcycle race, and within, like, the first minute of this character being introduced, he abandons his motorcycle. I'm oh. like, this isn't Fast and Furious. Why would he get off his vehicle? Oh, can we talk about the incredible writing that happens right off the bat where the security guard on the boat is calling to check in, and they're like, what's that noise? And he sees it, he's like, oh, it's just that motorcycle motorcycle race on the mainland. It's like, normal stuff. Don't call the motorcycle race by its name. Also, the motorcycle race is such a common occurrence yeah. that they just know it as the motorcycle race on the mainland. Oh, man. Uh, but he steals $2.7 million via USB drive <laughs> yep. uh, that reads out how much money he just stole. But <laughs> for what it's worth... I think we might be rooting for him because he seems like a real socialist ideologue because he's stealing money from venture capitalists and Silicon Valley billionaires. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure making a show being like, oh, people stealing money from billionaires is bad, is harmful. But we may grow to like him. Who knows? The funny thing is Mrs. Nowhere has a, a weird line where it's like, I don't care about the money. And it's like, well, wait, what? What are we doing then? And yeah. then... Like, oh, there are these keys or whatever. But then even later, she's like, I don't care about the keys. This is my job on the line. It's like, hold up. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Where do your allegiances <laughs> lie, Mrs. Nowhere? What What do you truly care about? Th this writing is all over the place. And it's a show for kids. But you know what? The Dragon Prince is also a show for kids. It's also not great. <laughs> Yeah. But it, it really walks circles around the show. Well, I, the, I don't want to talk... Yeah, yeah. The, the Dragon Print is a much better show for kids because it tackles mature themes and yeah. all this other stuff. And yeah, the writing's kind of corny. But at least it all is cohesive and makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't... It makes... 
It's how who's in the room pitching the episodes, writing these characters. We have no sense of like cohesion. We don't know why they're friends other than they all like cars, but we don't know how they afforded their cars at such a young age and how they can do street races. And, and, and we're, I mean, I, I guess Tony heard about Don's 10 second car and like, this is the actual street where, where he, he, he raced Paul Walker. Yeah. And it's like, what? What? It doesn't, what? it doesn't feel like it's made with any love. What's our, what's our time check right now? Uh, we have five minutes. We've got five minutes left. Uh, so one thing that I did want to discuss a little bit about this show, uh, which also, if we dedicate 15 minutes to it every time, that's almost as long as one of these full episodes is. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to ask, at what point in the continuity does Spy Racers take place? Oh my god, really? Think about it. The technology is advanced. So, so that, advanced. So that, More advanced than Hobbs and Shaw, I'd say. What, maybe. I, I was going to say, we're kind of on the same level as Tokyo Drift with those car-killing guns. Oh yeah, we've we've got car-killing EMP stuff. We've got zip lines. Yeah. We've got retinal scanners that people with big, long ponytail beards use. I didn't... Did anyone have a flip phone? No, they have cell phones because remember when they steal that phone from that guy, they both look like iPhones. It wasn't a flip phone. No. So this is I, I don't I don't know how this is even more in the future <laughs> than Tokyo Drift. It's significantly in the future. It's post Han death. We assume though Han may show up later. Who knows? If Han shows up in Spy Racers, I will shoot someone. <laughs> so. uh... Han may show up, who knows? It's placed this in the is, continuity. This is how we get hashtag justice for Han. <laughs> hashtag justice for Han. <laughs> he so, shows up in Spy Racers. It's going to pull a flash in that Han will show up. The quality of Spy Racers will supersede the quality of the movies being made. And eventually there will be a crossover where real Han meets Spy <laughs> Racers versus Han in the crisis on <laughs> infinite... Hans. <laughs> oh, that's a good reference for anyone who's, who's keeping track of the CW shows. One uh, day. So so this this comes out after Fate or after Hobson Shaw? I can't, but we know for one thing, Dominic Toretto is alive, yeah. which, if our theories hold true, Dominic Toretto will die at least once. <laughs> what? Because for, for, he, must, he must sacrifice his life. Hun. To go to hell. Yeah. Highway to hell. To fast, pull fast, Letty fast. slash Han back. Yeah, Fast 10, Highway to Hell. Fast 10, Highway have, to Hell. We should actually write and, and <laughs> pitch to Universal one we day. We absolutely should. It is the first of Dom Toretto's deaths. <laughs> <laughs> the first death that will occur. Of many. Of, the first death is when he dies and goes to hell. The second death is when no one talks about him anymore. And the third death is the last time someone says... 10 second car <laughs> uh but yes the, we know that he's alive and presumably has not been through the trials of hell so it is probably pre fast 10 okay so somewhere between fast 8 maybe Hobbs and Shaw and fast 10 now we've got to grapple where does Hobbs and Shaw take place we've got to I think it's after fate okay we've got to grapple with this now Henry yeah. The idea that most of what we've talked about now in speaking about Spy Racers has been the presence of Dominic Toretto and its 
influence on the rest of the Fast and Furious cinematic universe. Yeah. If we continue with this bit, I can guarantee you Dominic Toretto will not be in every episode and we might just be sitting with these kids and their problems and have to talk about it for 15 minutes. I hate each and every one of them, though. Tony is just stupid. Oh, uh, he's buff. Um, is he like a car washer? Uh, he's got skinny forearms. Did you notice that? His forearms are weirdly skinny. I don't think that any relative of Dominic Toretto should look that weak. Yeah. And then you've got Frosty, who's like the hacker with all these drones. which is like, He's the hacker he, with attitude. How does he afford the drones? And he makes jokes at a corpse. And then you've got Echo, who is the girl. Echo is the girl. You always got to have a the girl in one of these. We know she's Margaret. Margaret's yeah. her first name. We know that. Sure. I don't she's know. got green hair. Yeah, cool. What's the fourth guy's name? Uh, no idea. They didn't say it. No idea. And his whole thing is that he's embarrassed. His whole That's thing his is, whole character arc is he's embarrassed. He's dumb and embarrassed and wears a green shirt and is big. He he has a shirt with a spark <coughs> plug on it to let you know that he likes cars. He likes cars. And he's got a collared shirt on underneath that because he's a bro? He's a bro. It's it's impeccable. Oh. Spy Racers I is... hate these kids. I hate Mrs. Nowhere. I hate Gary. Gary's... All the jokes are so bad. I I don't want to shit on art, but all of the jokes in this are so bad. He wasn't even looking at a video. He was just looking at a wallpaper of a cat. It wasn't even moving. That's our time. That's our time. And now we can discuss Fast and Furious Spy Racers no more until we watch the next episode next week. Yep. So tune in, watch the next episode to hear us talk about the next episode. And if you didn't watch the episode before this one, well then whoops the doodles. <laughs> yeah, we got our, some catching up to do. With our glowing recommendation, you now must go watch it to see the the shocking stillness of Vin Diesel's rictest face. Yeah, next episode should be a race, so that should at least be interesting. Yeah. Unless they blow the fuck through it in two minutes. They really did. They ended on a cliffhanger, which was cool. Well, it's the binge model, you know. You gotta watch the next one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And uh, the Bad Racer Lady Southern. We cannot talk about this anymore. Yep, we have to move on, unfortunately. But fortunately, or unfortunately, I do have something to spring to. Whoa! Have you heard about this new thing? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this new thing that's sweeping the country of China? Vaping? Oh, the country of China. Yeah. No. Sweeping the nation of China. Uh, uh, it's it's a brand new uh, hip disease that all the, the trendy kids are getting. And uh, for a while there it didn't have a name and suddenly it did. What are we talking about? Okay, so here's the thing. For the past couple of weeks, there has been reports of like a super virus or a virus yeah. in China. And a lot of people in China were sort of like downplaying the numbers of how many people may or may not be uh, infected yeah. with it currently. Well, today the World Health Organization addressed it. Who? Who addressed it? <laughs> that was very good. Uh, and uh, one, they gave it a name, and two, they gave out little, you know, tips to avoid spreading this disease. Uh-huh. Because I don't know if you know this, but China has had a history of underreporting diseases, and then suddenly they're everywhere. Uh, SARS. Yes. But also in response to SARS, China also had one of the best containments of a disease ever, so... I'm not trying to place blame. I'm just covering historical facts. Yes. So this new disease, uh, 
does not bode well for the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, no. It is called, and I'm not shitting you, the coronavirus. No! It absolutely is called the coronavirus. It was trending on Twitter right before uh, we started recording. And uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say, John, other than this can't be good for corona. Look, I just have to say... You can have any flu you want, as long as it's a corona. Yes. Uh, oh, we're not going to Is Fox corona going to have to change their name? I feel like the virus should change its name, right? Like, Because yeah. corona was first. Corona's innocent in this. That's like calling a virus the PBR disease. So I'm going to go to, I guess, the CBS News for this. I was trying to pick, like, a an unbiased news source. Is there one? Uh, not really. Is CBS okay? Eh, they're okay. Okay. As long as it's not from the failing news media CNN or the failing New York Times. Uh, so for what it's worth, coronavirus is all one word. It's not separated, so maybe corona can, like, recover there. Hopefully. Uh, what is coronavirus? The mystery illness sweeping through part of China. The city of Wuhan, China, is racing to contain the potential spread of a deadly new strain of virus that has now affected nearly 300 people. Over the weekend, the number of cases, the 2019 novel coronavirus, or 2019-NCOV... NCOV. Yeah, go with NCOV. Yeah. Quadrupled, and on Tuesday, U.S. health officials confirmed the first case in the United States. Uh-oh. And a man in his 30s who had recently traveled from Wuhan, China, to Seattle. Wait, a man in his 30s with the coronavirus? Yeah. That might be me. <laughs> oh, shit. Coronaviruses are a large group of viruses that can cause illnesses as minor as a cold or as serious as Middle East Respiratory that Syndrome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Middle East Respiratory what? Syndrome. Oh, MERS? MERS. Okay. Uh, I, I, I thought they were being weirdly targeting the Middle East. And Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, SARS. I never knew SARS was an acronym. Am I dumb? Yeah, it is absolutely an acronym. Okay. According to the World Health Organization, they often present with pneumonia-like symptoms. The viruses are transmitted from animals to... <coughs> Jesus, fuck. I'm sorry, What? Uh, sorry, I've just been... You have to tell me if you have coronavirus. This is entrapment if you don't tell me. I've just been really sick the past few days oh. with uh, respiratory problems. Don't do that. The viruses are transmitted from animals to humans. The virus that causes SARS, for example, was transmuted to humans from a cat-like animal called a civet? I'm sorry. Oh, civets make poop coffee. Well, they also cause SARS. Okay, noted. But in some instances, as appears to be the case with this new strain of coronavirus, they can also be transmitted between humans. Oh no. How did the new strain start? The outbreak began in Wuhan, a city of 11 million people. Many of the patients have reportedly been linked to Haonan Seafood Wholesale Market, a large seafood and animal market in the city according to some guy named Rami Insinio. Mm -hmm. Now that is a super villain fucking name. <laughs> it really is. Rami Insinio? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Rami Insinio is the most super villainous name. <laughs> but a rising number of people have apparently contracted the virus without exposure to the market, according to Chinese officials, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing that we need to worry about, John. Uh, the, the Chinese New Year is just around the corner. I believe it's January 25th. 
Yes. And so over 11 billion people, that's wrong, over a, like a large 11 million, let's say, people are traveling to China for the Chinese New Year where they're going to have what is called reunion dinner. Okay. And then they're going to all go back to the places that they're from. Oh, no. So what we're looking at is potentially a bad time to be a human. That I think we should all look pretty hard at getting work from home jobs. What's interesting to note is uh, there have been a lot of major diseases, major epidemics, if you will, in a bunch of years ending in 20. Now that could just be a coincidence, but some would say we are overdue. <laughs> What was 1920? Spanish flu? Uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, the di- dinosaur fever. Uh, it was a tweet that did not have sources <laughs> attached to it, and I cannot find it any longer. Uh, I think 1920 was probably what? Spanish flu? Dude, I don't know. I can't tell Killed you. millions of people? Yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen again. And, and let's hope more than that, it does not ruin the good name of Corona. Yeah, the real victim here. Yeah, other than the people with the virus, the real victim is Corona. Horizon Beverages or whatever the parent company is. Verizon Beverages? Horizon? (laughs) Verizon? Horizon? Excuse me, I need to dial up my beer. Ah, can you hear me now? Can you beer me now? Can you beer me now? Oh, that's pretty good. Ah, but that's not a beer. That's a a Coke Coke Zero. Uh, so... Prayers up for the coronavirus. Yeah, here's hoping that scientists can create a cure. Most say the cure might just be water and time. Oh, the two things that cause the cause of and the solution to all of the world's problems. Water and time. I was going for like a hangover joke. Like a guess too many coronas. Oh, I see. Some might say I'm making light of what could be a very serious situation. Corona light? (laughs) Well, let's just hope the coronavirus does transmute into a coronita virus that is more manageable (laughs) and not into a corona familiar virus. It's crazy to me. This still blows my mind. We live in 2020. And uh, the, the possibility still exists today that a person can... Be diagnosed with sickness, and the only cure is death. That makes no sense to me. I feel like we've gotten so far in human advancement that we should get to a point where it's like, oh, I've got tuberculosis. And they're like, oh, yeah, here's the the one cure-all, the panacea, if you will. It's shaped like a corona. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Take one of these, and you'll be fine and on your way. Like, how... How's that not where we are? Thankfully, most... I mean, we're that way with a lot of viruses and diseases. A lot of them have cures and treatments. Yeah, but like, some of them, it's just like, sorry, bud. I know, it's fucked up. Yeah. I, I don't... If that ever happens to me, just know that I'm taking you all out <laughs> with me, because that's some unfair bullshit right there. Uh, that is good to know. And also, I did want to let you know, just a quick step back... Uh, we did say that for every cheeky reference to Corona yeah. that existed in Spy Racers, we would drink each a Coronita. Has not happened yet. We can't talk about it. We're out of time. We've moved on to a completely new topic, which was the coronavirus. Badly want to discuss Spy Racers. We can't anymore. It's Fine. Over. 
What else is there to talk about if not there Spider Racers? There is so much, John. You don't even know. Did you? This came out today. I didn't. I've not followed the news today. I know you've been working really hard. I've been working for eleven hours straight, John. How how are you with your sports knowledge? Uh, how am I with my sports knowledge? Ask me who won the nineteen thirteen World Cup of soccer. <laughs> who won the nineteen thirteen? <laughs> Which is a weird year for a World Cup of soccer. Um, man, you. <laughs> jo- okay, so you. <coughs> oh my god, you gotta stop doing that. I, I, <clears throat> I have a sudden immediate urge to cough. I was sick all weekend. No, I, I, I you would tell me if you have coronavirus, right? H- have you been to Wuhan, China? Oh, Wuhan? All the time. Oh God! Yeah, no. I I just well, came specifically. Back. Have you been to the 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 oh, world famous the world famous market? fish and animal market? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I got an Airbnb there. Oh, in the market? Yeah, I got an Airbnb in the side of fish. Well, well you really one of your eyes is closed. <laughs> it really looked like it was involuntary. <laughs> no, it really looked like you were like starting to like my body. Droop on my one body's side. not dying. My body's not dying. I'm near being being a foot fish. I'm good. All right. Well, how familiar are you with uh, American sports? Um, somewhat. So you're real. You you, you like sports. You, yeah, you know. I like sports. You know them. You, you like know sports. all. You know all of the religious backgrounds of all of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Quiz me. All right. Uh, Tim Tebow, Muslim. He's <laughs> not even a quarterback. He's a commentator. <laughs> Two more. Uh, Drew Brees, Muslim. Uh. Uh, I don't know. How about, um, I'm just coming off the top of the dome, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, a uh, trick question is actually God. <laughs> well, that's an interesting statement because American quarterback and Super Bowl winner Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's the, ooh, I've been telling myself not to use the word crazy very often. He's the bad one with the crimes, right? That's Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. All these Aarons of football who did crimes. All right. Uh, tell me about Aaron Carter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aaron... Oh, sorry. Aaron Carter was the one who beat uh, Shaq. Beat up? <laughs> no, and beat in basketball. Oh, I see. Or is that Nick Carter? No, Aaron Carter is... No, that's Nick Cannon. <laughs> oh, my God. American quarterback and Super Bowl winner Aaron Rodgers has left Christianity. Oh, no. Quote. They were trying to hold on to him. <laughs> they traded him. <laughs> they really did. Man, the, the religion draft this year has been brutal. Quote. I don't know how you can believe in a God who wants to condemn most of the planet to a fiery hell. Dot. End quote. That's a quote from quarterback Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. And amazingly, he delivered that in a post-game interview. <laughs> well, it's funny, because they were just eliminated from the Super Super. Oh. And now they're eliminated from the, the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> now they're eliminated from the real big game. Yeah, the, the real time. Yeah, they're not going to have that trophy. Uh, what's, uh... This was just a tweet he tweeted out. No. Oh, I <laughs> Apropos you, of nothing. I thought, I thought you were reading an article where people are, are bemoaning his, his leaving Christianity. But what... Oh, what? it's a video. Oh, here we go. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to play that. What would prompt him to say that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, like... He, he, here's what I think. All these sportsmen, they've got their superstitions, their pre-game rituals... 
And uh, Mr. Rogers here has found... <laughs> oh, sorry, Mr. Rogers? <laughs> Mr. Aaron Rogers yeah. here has found... Uh, his his pregame rituals haven't been working. See, he would go to church every Sunday. He would pray. He would, like, confess his sins and stuff. I don't know what religion he was. Yeah. And uh, they lost. They were eliminated in the playoffs. That's not... That's not results. He's goal-oriented, so he's he's finding a new superstition. He's going to slaughter a goat or a calf but before every game. Yeah. And see where that gets him. You know when they have a... Post-game interviews after big games. And this used to be a much bigger thing when they'd be like, I wouldn't be here without God. Yeah. Uh, they they talk to Aaron Rodgers and they say, how are you feeling? And he's like, well, I got to give it up to my family. They always supported me, my coach, uh, everyone on the team, everyone in the locker room. And I don't know how anyone can believe in a God <laughs> that would condemn almost everyone on earth to fire oblivion. I love you. Good night. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Good night, America. Uh, I guess uh, s- see you next time. <laughs> Good night, America. I love you. Uh, ballsy. Yeah, ballsy yeah. for a sports person to dunk on Christianity so hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, always in these speeches on television, you see people thinking they're their creator or whatever. And Aaron Rodgers has decided his creator is whoever the fuck the coach of the Green Bay Packers <laughs> is. Yes. Uh, no faith before Green I, Bay Packers coach. I don't know his name. I, I don't know. Let's throw something out there. Roger Goodell. Nope, different guy. <laughs> no, no, no. His name is probably Godger Riddell. Godger Riddell. There we go. Which is weird, because God is in Godger. <laughs> Godger. He, w- he wasn't saying he doesn't believe in God. He was <laughs> denouncing his coach, Godger. Yes. we. The, he makes us call him God for short. Yeah. He's, he keeps saying it's an abbreviation, but we all know he, he really just wants to be one of them uh, deities. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, what religion is there for him? Probably anyone, or a- atheism. He can do whatever he wants. He can do like I and a lot of other disaffected youths do. Spend about four to five years really finding your faith, and then largely end up somewhere in the middle. He can be a humanitarian. Humanitarian. Is that actually a thing? Uh, not really. He could be a non-denomination. No, he can't. He could be a deist. Oh, like the Founding Fathers. Yeah, he could believe that God's real, but is very hands-off about it. The clockmaker prototype. Yeah, the clockmaker's son. The watchmaker's son. The watchmaker's son. Yeah. I believe in Dr. Manhattan as well. He can be a Manhattan-tarian. <laughs> yes. Uh, he can be uh, He can be halal. I know that's a way to eat and live, not actual. Yeah, he could be kosher. He could be kosher. He could be vegan. He could be pariv. Uh, he could be flexitarian. Flexitarianism is huge. Is that where you go between eating meat and vegetables? Yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. Could um, be a pescatarian. And also, oh, pescatarians, their mass is great. Uh, they, uh, when you go to a pescatarian mass, when they do communion, you eat a little sardine and then you drink fish water. That's gross. They only eat fish. I know what they do. Okay, fine. I I did not. I didn't assume. And you that knew. they don't only eat fish. The only meat they eat is fish. Oh, fish ain't meat. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people think that. Thanks, Ben Franklin. I think I don't eat fish. Well, you're a vegan. You're right. You don't eat any meat. Damn it. Well, at least Aaron Carter is going to be vegan. 
I mean, Aaron Hernandez. Thank God Aaron Hernandez is going to represent my vegan lifestyle. Um, There's a Netflix documentary about him. Yeah, it's called, like, In the Mind of Aaron Hernandez or something. Yeah. All I know about true crime is it's usually better when the person's not famous. Yeah, agreed. Is Aaron Hernandez, uh, what did he do? Murdered two people, allegedly. Oh, was it like a CTE thing? Do people think it was a CTE thing? Okay, what is CTE? CTE is the... Oh, that personality thing. Yeah, from the football. Yeah, no, I don't know. It was his best friend. Oh, no. He murdered. Wow. Allegedly. Allegedly. On his property. Allegedly. 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 Uh, this, all, this all happened like three years ago. Maybe, yeah, it I was don't know like why people GQ care now. when that happened. Uh, maybe I'll watch it, see what happens. Yeah, whatever. Uh that's after I watch The Mc- Watch McMillions. What's McMillions? Uh, it's a HBO documentary about the. It's a. There's a McDonald's monopoly fraud. Oh, yeah, they're making a movie about that with Brad Pitt. What? Yeah. Wow, the documentary really got out in front of him. Yeah. Man, really, really ran, uh, ran interference on him there. That's Talk about sucks. your mixed scandals. Uh, now that. It, which one? The one you were talking about. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, speak- <laughs> I was going to say speaking of sports, but I have nothing for sports. Mm. Honestly, the only content I had prepared was Spy Racers <laughs> and uh, a very dumb joke about uncut gems. Maybe I... The what? The Garnett thing? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, well, that's sports, isn't it? That is sports. Speaking of sports, a character called Kevin Garnett in Uncut Gems? Why don't they just call him Jack Ruby, huh? The state of writing in Hollywood is unbelievable. These are the jokes you could get if you book me. It's two on the nose. A Garnett's a kind of a jewel. I don't say this often, but John, would you please not use this platform <laughs> as a means to promote your side gig? Damn it. Or you go around... I just want to be an insult comic. <laughs> you go around and repeat that one <laughs> joke at gigs, like, in a crowd. What if... <gasps> I found a new profession, John. What if you could hire a comedian not to do stand-up at your event, but to mingle in the crowd <laughs> and, like, do, like, a tight five... <laughs> At people. At people. Yeah. It's like, it's like, man, that guess is really funny. It's like, oh yeah, I hired him to like, do comedy. <laughs> he really livens up the party. You know, people... He's a crowd comedian. So, you know, back in the like early 1900s, people primarily, and it goes back farther than this, but people were primarily interested in parties and when they would have their next one. Parties yeah, were a huge... Greg Gatsby. Parties were a massive deal. Greg Gatsby. And people would hire funny or talented people to mingle and be in the crowd just to make parties more interesting. Yeah. Uh, like, they would... There, there are stories of people hiring people who are trained musicians who could, like, mingle, but then get up from the crowd and start playing piano to make the guests feel as though the kind of person throwing the party had the kind of friends who could be thrilling conversationalists and just get up there and, and bust out some some honky-tonk shit. Yeah, I, there, there was a huge uh, swath of American literature was funded by rich people with writer friends who'd be like, oh, you gotta come to my party and, uh, you know, just talk. And then it's like, they meet people and it's like, oh, you should stay in our summer house. Yeah. You could stay there. We'll pay you. And you just, like, churn out a book or two. And then Kurt Vonnegut is like, I've, I've met my people. This is how I wrote, this is how I wrote, um, 
What's it called? Bluebeard. I wish that I could attain the level of artistry that is now impossible where you can be uh, so interesting that rich people essentially keep you as a pet. Yeah. That would be great. That'd be amazing. That's the dream is to be a modern day patron, which I guess is also like a sugar child. (laughs) Sugar child. Yes. Please, sugar child. <laughs> sugar child, please. I would uh, I would love that. Our sweet sugar child. <laughs> Our sweet sugar child. Uh, now I, as I said, Have other no than content. the Kevin Garnett thing, I'm, I'm pretty much out of content. Oh, man. Huh. Well, I've got Billie Eilish news. What? Yeah. What happened? I got my, Did she have coronavirus? I got my finger on the pulse of Billie Eilish news. Uh, you know, Billie Eilish, you know who she is. She's, she's that, the hottest thing in music, but I don't mean like looks wise. I just yeah, mean it like, would be weird if you popularity, no, I, I, popularity wise. I got you clocked. The, I see what's going on. The more <laughs> I try to on. justify that word choice, I, the creepier this is going to get. I got, I got, I see, I understand your type. <laughs> All right. Well, the new beautiful thing. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No. Wait, hold on. Siri, Billie Eilish age. She's 17. It's really awful. That's why I doubled down on the joke. Because it's funny. She's going to be singing, uh, what are they called? Uh, the oh, no? James Bond. Fuck you. That's <laughs> my news piece. I just remembered that. I was yeah. excited to have She's content. She's going to sing No Time to Die. Uh, and that is off of the newest James Bond movie, the final Daniel Craig one. Yeah, so when you're in theaters, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you saw the, uh, <laughs> look of panic on my eyes. So when you're in the theaters, get ready to cup your ear toward the screen so you too can hear the theme <laughs> song. <laughs> because Billie Eilish, I don't know if you know this about her, she sings very quietly. Yeah, well, it's she's mixed low intentionally. What if it starts with a and then it starts and it's just bad guy, uh, but when it gets to the chorus, it goes, "I'm the James Bond." <laughs> Duh, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, wouldn't that be perfect? No, it's gonna be like all soft and be like, "No time to die." Oh, because it's. <laughs> Because the uh, the title has to be in the song. I think so. Yeah. That's how it Gold works. Goldfinger. From Russia. Skyfall. Skyfall. From Russia. Gold member. No time for tomorrow. Uh, Octopussy. That was one of them. Moonraker. Moonraker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They all have to have it in the... Thunderball. Thunderball. Dr. No. <laughs> Yeah, they all have to, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're out of stuff! What's funny is that, yeah, I limited Spy Racers to 15 minutes. the most time to talk about I thought you would have more things to talk about! I've had, I've been sick for five days. I absorbed nothing during that time. I absorbed nothing. I watched a lot of YouTube videos about people camping. Well, for those of you who are keeping track of the awards season, uh, the Screen Actors Guild was this past awards. The Screen Actors Guild Awards was this past Sunday. Only notable things I want to point out, and this is just going off the dome because I did absorb things in the past five days, John. Mm. The best ensemble cast for a drama went to Parasite. 
They fin- finally, finally, some some like acknowledgement to the phenomenal acting in that movie because that movie is acted perfectly. I saw it again on on Friday. That movie is phenomenally acted. There is not a stray moment. It is great. It it's perfect in almost every way. In really every way. I I if we went through an award season where Parasite won essentially every award, I would be happy. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like it's it's the best picture that I saw this year. It's just a shame that in the big leagues, you know, like the super, super. award shows, shit, I can't say that word. Uh, the big game of award shows. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, you know, they got no nods to acting, but at least here on the Screen Actors Guild Award, uh, they can win as an ensemble. Yeah, they're finally sagging. Uh, which there's a there's an incredible picture out there. Of Bong Joon-ho holding a newspaper. Yeah. Uh, and the headline of the newspaper, uh, I, I forget what it says. I guess I could try to find that picture real quick. Uh, but his uh, the, the person who plays the patriarch of the family in Parasite is pointing at the newspaper, but mm-hmm. pointing at a sub-headline yeah. uh, that, uh, that essentially says humor not to be overlooked, <laughs> uh, which is very funny. Uh Man, they're they're Apparently doing typing. so well. Bong Joon Ho has said so many like memeable, shareable, quotable things during right. the award season. Yeah, his Glo- Golden Globe speech was phenomenal uh, about the subtitles. Yeah, people could get over the one inch and a half barrier of subtitles. There's a, a whole world of foreign films to explore. So good. So one thing I noticed about rewatching Parasite, I'm gonna make this quick. Uh, I saw, I saw that this was my second time seeing it mm-hmm. and my wife had expressed concerns about like, well, I don't know. You have to read the entire time. Mm-hmm. Two minutes into that movie, you forget your reading. Yeah. It just draws you into the action and the world of the, of the movie that you, you even forget that you're not literally hearing people speak and understanding them unless you know Korean, which, you know, phenomenal. It's great. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> The the best thing, something to note is if you're someone who does not like the act of reading and you're scared about subtitles, something that you have to identify is that the human brain loves to be fed information. It's like a little fish eating pellets off the top of the water. We love to be fed information, and if you immerse yourself for a second, your brain ceases to care how it's receiving that information. Yeah. That's why if you get really into reading a good book, I'm currently reading uh, The Art of Protest by T.V. Reed. It's entirely about uh, like songs and art and theatrics of the civil rights movement. And when you get really into it and you just start absorbing information, you forget your reading. You forget where you are. Yeah. Because you're building these, like, beautiful tapestries in your mind. The same thing happens for subtitles because you're receiving so much information and the actual text of what these people are saying is just a tiny part of that. Because when you're reading the subtitles, you're hearing how they're saying it. Your ears are hearing them say it in English because your your brain is getting the information it needs to make that connection. Yeah. Because when we hear people speak, all we're hearing is, what words did they say and what intonation did they use? And if you're using subtitles, you get both of those. Yep. Uh, and you get little other bonus hints like, 
What's their face doing? Yeah. What, what are they doing with their body? Like, there's so much to read. Mm-hmm. More so than just, like, the little words at the, the, the bottom third of the screen. Yeah. And so my, my advice to everybody out there is watch a foreign film. Make 2020 the year where we all watch a foreign film. If it's Parasite, that's great. But there's a lot of else out there. Like, uh, the, the portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah, just make 2020 the year where you understand that American films have failed <laughs> uh, with the release of Dr. Doolittle, and they have failed you, so look elsewhere. I didn't know how to word this tweet, but I wanted to tweet out that anyone surprised that Doolittle is bad didn't <coughs> pay attention to the month it was releasing in. Yes. There are no good movies in January. Never. It is a dump month. Uh, it's also a, a kids' movie made by the the insane director of Syriana. There's the movie costs 175 million dollars to make. Cats, which is entirely CGI, only costs 90 million. Wow. Yeah, it's projected that Doolittle will lose 100 million dollars. I saw that, and uh, I mean, w- one note to your marketers: no matter how much you want to put butts in seats. Don't reveal that there's a goddamn dragon in the movie. No. That seems like something that would have been a nice surprise to discover in the theater, but now it's in every commercial, and I have less interest in seeing it. Yeah, I have I have less than zero interest in seeing that. Uh, but before we get too far into the Doolittle experience... Well, I, I have a backing okay, up thing. let's back up. Backing up to the Screen Actors beep, Guild's Award. Beep, beep. Is that you backing up to the Screen Actors Guild Awards? Beep. Beep. So Jennifer Aniston won, uh, I, I believe, Best Actress. In a <gasps> co- I saw this, but I'm actually not going to cut you off for this one. Oh, it's it's going to be uncut? Gems. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> I believe, won for Best Actress in a Comedy Thing. And in her speech... She decried that the 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 crime that had been pulled for not acknowledging in any award show Adam Sandler's performance in Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. which I feel like that's a really neat use of your time, not to thank people, but to uplift somebody who you believe is being like looked over. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, award shows, it's celebrities, and they're just jerking each other off, jerk, jerk, jerk." And they're telling us to live our lives better and to pay attention to all these things while they're raking in millions of dollars. And here's Jennifer Anderson saying, look, there's this other rich person who did a, <laughs> an equally good job. Let's let's lift him up. I, I think that it's important and a rare use of that time in the spotlight. Of course, these people live their lives in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But it's a rare use to be like, hey, this is, a, in my eyes, a crime against someone doing their best for art. Yeah. Because Adam Sandler is a complicated person culturally because he is someone who will do a very dummy, dumb comedy like a ridiculous six for a $20 million paycheck. But he's also someone who has really thrown his heart and soul into some roles. I'm thinking punch drunk love, rain over me, and now this, and that's kind of it. Well, I like, he will absolutely do a Jack and Joe and... unbelievably phone it in and then he'll do a Spanglish which is like this weird sad creature of a movie that I don't know speaks to uh, just the weird part of your heart that's like oh 
he can pull off a character that is 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 has depth and I don't know he's a good actor the the brothers that made uh Sedif? uncut gems the safty brothers safty uh they're very talented and they made the movie knowing that they cannot make the movie if Adam Sandler was not Howard. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's it. Period. They had tossed around the idea a couple of times of maybe having someone else, but they really had to have this happen. And it took like 10 plus years for that confluence of events to happen. And also, Uncut Gems is Incredible has a lot of like non-professional actors, just people the Safties know who are like great storytellers or interesting people just being themselves. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, chiefly. Uh, but I, I think that he, he does deserve... What's the word? Plaudits? He deserves some kind of applause. Laurels? He des- laurels and hearties. Uh, he deserves some kind of recognition for the some, role. Some knowledge, some some acknowledgments. Some some ackies, some ackies, give him ackies and plods, please. And thank you, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Also, using good use of their time, uh, I believe one Joaquin Phoenix again got a best acting uh, award for Joker, and instead of talking or thanking anybody, he just said. Man, Brad Pitt's sure a great actor. <laughs> I really liked uh, Heath Ledger. He was—he's a good actor too. And Leonardo DiCaprio. I can't even talk to him. He's such a good actor. It's just phenomenal how good all these actors are. Oh, that's my time. Uh, also, Joaquin Phoenix, great. Uh, two things about Joaquin, my boy. Number one. For the entire award season, he is only wearing one tux. Oh yeah, I saw that. Because he made this huge statement on how wasteful the fast fa- the fashion industry around the award season is because they make garments of extremely rare materials that are phenomenally expensive and are never reused. Diamond. Yeah, made of uncut gems. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that trumps any joke I was about to follow up with. Uh, but they, they make it out of, like, hard-to-find materials, and they're made specifically for these celebrities. And yes, they can, like, resell them, but only to collectors. Yeah, who cares? So he had a designer make him a very sustainable tux. It is the only one he will wear. It's made of steel. <laughs> it's made of pure steel. And then immediately following him winning at the SAG Awards... Uh, he went to a protest against factory farming of pigs and uh, comforted pigs and trucks on their ways to slaughterhouses. Wow. Uh, so Joaquin Phoenix is a good guy. In his tux, by the way. He did not change. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he showed up to it in his tux. That's pretty Because amazing. he left immediately from there to go to it. So he's, uh, hopefully he's going to wash it before. <laughs> what if he, does, he keeps going to like increasingly like dirtier and dirtier? That'd be great. Shows up... <laughs> The night of the Oscars, just covered head to toe. <laughs> One of the filled. sleeves has rotted off, <laughs> and he's like, "Give me the award now! I dare you!" And they do. <laughs> they do. They have to. And they he's have like, to. Be for I just want to thank uh, Brad Pitt. He's great. Yeah. And then he's like, "You get what you fucking deserve." <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I haven't been paying that close of attention. I, I think I need to go back and see. Has he once thanked Todd Phillips? I'm not sure that he has. I don't think he has. Uh, you know, it, there seems to be a lot of uh, low-key animosity towards my boy Phillips. Well, he's not a good director. He's not a good director. No he, one's a thing. He absolutely but he made a not. good. But he was attached to a very good movie. Yeah. Well, so who knows? I guess like, it's, it's like, uh, what's it called? Uh, that Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody. 
won a couple awards, even though Brian Singer yeah. was attached to it for a really long time. Yikes. If only they replaced Todd Phillips with someone else. Yeah, like Like uh, Brian Singer. Uh, uh, Greta Gerwig. Greta, yeah, replaced with... Man, if Joker was made by Greta Gerwig, I could feel good about it, because Greta yeah. Gerwig's good. Francis Ha, Lady Bird. Yeah, Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand. What if Joker was made by Francis McDormand? It would be great. What if Francis McDormand played Joker? Oh, even better. Oh, God. That would be my favorite movie ever. No joke. Er. Uh, Now, speaking of uh, Francis McDormand playing Joker, uh, this might be a good thing to land on for the end of this episode because I'm taking it local. Austin? Austin, baby, the land of barbecue and weird, the land of swimming down in Barton Creek Pool, the land of traffic, the land of tacos, and the land of Mediterranean condiments, the land of uh, tire tracks, motorcycles, and hee-hogs. What? You forgot to mention uh, drinking to excess. Yes, the land of alcoholism, rampant drug abuse, and unprotected sex with people who aren't your partner. Austin, baby. Yeah, baby. Terry, yeah. Terry Blacks. Shagadelic, uh, baby. Shagadelic, Austin, baby. Now, are you familiar with a little show called 911? I know where you are going <laughs> with this. No, I'm not familiar, but yes, I know the news. Uh, yes, so 911, a Ryan Murphy uh, oh, emergency drama. Yes, I do he's believe American the Horror the Story. Guy, yeah. uh, busiest man in television. Uh, Is he the guy who did Glee? Uh, probably. Okay. But American Horror Story, uh, American Crime Story... Uh, I don't know. So the Johnny yeah. Versace one's good. He's got this show called 911 that takes place in LA or something. I don't know where the fuck it takes place. Who the uh, fuck cares? However, there's a sequel now called 911 oh. Lone Star. Yes. Which takes place, in heavy, quotes, heavy quotation marks, in our great city of Austin, Texas. But it's actually being filmed, I think, in San Antonio? Uh, it's, oh no, dude. Oh, wait. it's filmed in LA. What the fuck? <laughs> so they didn't even try. They didn't even get... You think you can get Rob Lowe out on a plane down to Austin? No way, dude. Yeah, so Rob Lowe stars as a, a policeman who gets... Tra- firefighter. Really? Firefighter, I believe. Are you fucking... I think he's a firefighter. Oh, okay, so he gets... He's a firefighter who gets transferred... Firefighters don't get transferred. <laughs> he, he's a he's a firefighter or something. Uh, gets transferred down to Austin, and there's like a big bad lady sheriff who's like, "We do it different down here in Texas." Yes, in in, in, in Austin, there in Austin of nine one one Lone Star characters say, "Y'all take care now." Y'all take care now here in Texas. Now, uh, one of, oh. one of the things you'll appreciate this uh, living in Austin, uh, they have to. Go to a fire, right? They have to go to, and we have fires down here in Texas. Do you know where? Uh, <laughs> do you know the directions they get to the fire? They what? say the fire is off the old main road. Are you? F- what is the old main road in Austin? Lamar. I guess because Lamar like stretches the entire length. Of I guess the old- is that. <laughs> 
We gotta go down to the old main road. We gotta fire to put out. There's, it's insane that this show exists. There's the green yeah. screen footage of them at the Capitol talking about it. Uh, because oh, everybody comes to the Capitol to discuss business here in Texas. I never imagined. We got I, revolvers. I never imagined that this. That this place that I live in would be pastichified so easily. It, it's funny because I, I've lived through this once before, my my good friend John. Uh, there was a little show on CBS called NCIS, which is like naval crime and shit or whatever. Who yeah. cares? But they spun off twice. Once to LA and then once to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about NCIS New Orleans is they film in New Orleans. They film on location. And they get the shit right. They get, like, all the details correct. Yes. So, it, it's like, so they're they're demonstrating, one, it's possible, two, it doesn't take that much. Yes. So, this 911 people who are like, yeah, down here in Austin, we all carry our revolvers out in the open and we, we shoot our food to cook it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like... You're presenting this really weird picture of Texas. One, you could do that. Just pick any city that's not Austin. Uh huh. If you would have picked, or just don't pick a city. Yes. Pick a town and that, sure, fine. But all of the cities in Texas are very urbanized. They're very current on culture and stuff. And the accents are, are few and far between because everyone here is a transplant. So there was a, uh, there was a short-lived, very short-lived crime serial. I think on NBC called Kville or something. Oh, it was set in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about it. It was hilarious. Oh man, I don't want to talk about it. In that episode, they'd be like, "Does anyone want to come to my house for a gumbo party?" <laughs> it's incredible. It, it New Orleans is such a great monster of a cultural thing because people love visiting it. But they don't like learning about it, talking to the people that live there, or are like trying to emulate it in any good way. Yes. It's always just like, it's either like, oh, we all Cajun down here, you know? And it's like, no one in New Orleans, few people in New Orleans actually speak like that. Or it's just generic Georgian Southern, which is like the, oh, now we all talk like he dish now. And it's like, no, you're, 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 you're either too far west or too far east. Yes. Because the New Orleans accent, weirdly enough, is a Brooklyn accent. Like, yeah. the Lower Ninth Ward. Yeah. But no one has ever gotten that right. Never. No one cares to get it right. No one cares. And I feel like maybe this is something that Austin now gets to experience with 911 Lone yeah. Star. We all got... If they talk about <laughs> breakfast tacos, I'll give them one credit for doing a small little bit of research. But my bet is going to be like... You want your Ramos Wancheros cooked with my Colt 4 to 5 or cooked with my semi-automatic rifle? I, I will say the first fire they respond to is at a taco truck. Oh, really? It is. We all eat from trucks here because that's where guns are legal in trucks. I never imagined that... Ooh, someone poisoned the old main road. <laughs> I never imagined that I'd get the feeling that they decided to... Um, Place this in Austin, having never been. I know. <laughs> Very incredible. I remember when I first heard about it, and they, they announced it was going to take place in Austin, but be filmed in, in L.A., and Rob Lowe was going to be attached. 
I was like, well, certainly they could just, like, get Matthew McConaughey to consult. Yeah, anyone. Anyone. Like, Elijah Wood would be happy. Any of the celebrities who live here would be happy to consult. But no, all we get is, uh, oh, we gotta ride our horses to that fire and shoot it with our guns. I, I never... Yeah, I never thought I'd live to see the day where Austin was turned into a pastiche, and I am here for it. Have you, I are you watching it? Love it. You're watching this? Uh, I intend to. It's not out yet? Uh, the first episode is. I saw Alamo Drafthouse was doing like a two-night event to watch <laughs> this, this television show. Hilarious. Because, like, what else are we going to do down here? We need any excuse we can to drink. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, Alamo Drafthouse is putting more TV up. They're going to do the series finale of The Good Place at Alamo. Oh, that's pretty neat, because that's a good show. It's a very good show. we got two episodes left? Something like that. I hope so. Haven't finished season two myself. Oh, this... <laughs> How many seasons are there? Three? Four? Ah, shit. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I've got Hulu. Fuck, I don't have Hulu anymore. I do have <clears> HBO. Is The Good Place on HBO? No. It's no, not. it's not on HBO. But McMillions is. McMillions, the documentary series about the McDonald's Monopoly crime. I read a true crime write-up. I call it true crime. I don't know if that's what you would really call it. I read a write-up of that whole story. It's pretty fascinating. I uh, I also read a little bit of it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm also interested in it. Uh, I love me a good documentary. I've not seen one in a while. Not since Free Solo. That's a lie. Oh, I saw uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. That was pretty good. Is it uh, triggery for someone who doesn't like seeing animals be harmed? Uh, they don't show actual violence toward the animals, but they do show, like, uh, so I, I guess uh, sensitivity warning. It starts out with a guy putting cats in vacuum bags and stealing them, and Eww. it shows him, like, playing with the cats afterward. Um, Ugh, don't like mind. it. They also show a, a blurred image of him playing with uh, a human head he severed. Oh. Yeah. It, he escalates. Anyway. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. Um, It's three episodes. It was fine. I don't know. It, it, it focuses a lot on the internet investigation angle. Yeah. Which, this is like one of the cases where they didn't brigade and get it wrong. They actually got it right and no one listened to them. Okay. What? That's a that's a shiny light, I guess. Yeah, I'll watch it. I just probably won't watch it with my significant other, who would not be okay with that I stuff. Don't, yeah, I think that's a good call. I didn't watch it with my wife because I didn't. I, I don't think she would have enjoyed it. My barrier for stuff is higher mm. for that stuff. Uh, so I think with that, watch nine one one Lone Star and. Watch all the other things we told you to watch. This has just been a watch-heavy thing. Look, I've been sick. Look, here, here, let's review. Watch Spy Racers. Watch Spy Racers. Watch out for coronavirus. Watch out for coronavirus. Watch Parasite watch or another Parasite foreign or film. Or another foreign film. Watch 911. Watch 911 Lone, Lone Star. Star. I think we might have talked about, no, The Witcher was all in the pre-roll. Yeah, the, the, none of that made it in. Shit. And watch out! For, oh fuck! I just stabbed myself in my nail. Watch out for more content from us. That's a lot of watch. That's a lot of watch. And since I'm editing, you are. God, hope you can. It. Shit! I know fuck. you love it. It's your favorite thing to do. Yeah, I've got two hours Thursday night, and then some of Friday morning. Oh shit! My teeth. 
Oh, you got a dental appointment? I do have a dentist appointment. I'll be fine. But since I'm editing, that means it's your turn. That's to right. To do the social and, uh, oh, media. Look at, look at this. We have a special guest. An extra from the set of 911 Lone Star. Uh, take it away, extra. Well, Don Tootin, if you want to get in touch with this here podcast, all you got to do is get on us at Twitter at ZCPCWHJ on Twitter.com. Yeehaw, what does that stand for, John? Oh, uh, that stands for Chicken Shit Bingo, Barton Springs Pool, Zilker Park, Colorado River, Mountains and Hills. That's right, that's ZCPCWHJ. My accent might make it hard to hear me. I'm just slipping into kitchen. Yeah! If you want to send us a long diatribe, that's the word we use here in Austin, Texas, all you gotta do is send us an email at zero credits is a podcast at gmail.com. Hit us with them internet letters and we'll answer them with our cult fortifies. Make it more regional. Oh, and if you want to send a breakfast taco over Facebook, all you got to do is search for Zero Credits Breakfast Tacos in the Facebook search bar. And we will be there with Sriracha. Woohoo! Wow! Whooping, bing, bing. We're on Podchaser. If you search for us, you can leave us a review and make us famous on that Podchaser. We're also on Spotify under the podcast section. Just type in zero credits, open parenthesis, S close parenthesis, and shoot that computer with your cold border five. Woohoo, old town main road. Oopa doopa doopa snaps. And last but not least, no, one more thing. I'm sorry. We're on the Apple Music Podcast, <laughs> Apple Podcast. You can leave us a star rating and a review. And you know, Lone Star gets kind of lonely. So put four more stars at that Lone Star. Five stars. Woohoo. At the Apple Podcast. Zero credits. Woohoo. Wappadee. <laughs> And then you head on down to the Alamo Draft House and you stand in that lobby with your Colt 45 and you, you point it at some people and you say, listen to Zero Credits Podcast and get me Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe needs to be down here right now so he can listen to Zero Credits Podcast and oh, I'm going to shoot the mayor of Austin whose name is... And that was our special guest from... Uh, from 911 Lone Star. I, I don't know what happened at the end there. Seems like uh, he's got some resentment for our local mayor of yeah, Austin. For, I, I don't know what happened, but I'm just glad the authorities took that extra from 911 Lone Star away. Yeah. Because uh, that was a lot of Colt 45 pointing. Uh, but now that that has been addressed from everyone here at the Zero Credits, two bedroom, two bathroom, two bedroom, two bathroom, two bedroom, two bathroom, we want to wish you a happy week. That's right. We've been in the bathroom this entire time. <laughs> this is the twist of the podcast is we've been, we've both been in the bathroom every episode. It wasn't a mistake when that extra from 911 Lone Star <laughs> called this a potty cast. We've, that was intentional. We've been pooping and peeing back to back. <laughs>
and like a weird custom double toilet yeah. that is only made for this express purpose of this podcast. And we have two microphones, obviously, because they're cardioid pattern. Yeah, and they have to be pointed at us. <laughs> we would get some echo splashback effect. Anyway, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>